508 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you have run on down to your LGS to play some sweet Infinity drafts. Run, you ran. 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 Which is the appropriate speed at yes. which to go play this format. Absolutely. It is so much fun. Um, or maybe you're sitting at home and you're like, hey, I'm ready for the next arena open. Hit me up with that. Either way, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, uh, we are going to have a chat with Mark Rosewater. Yes. The head designer of Magic the Gathering. He was on the show two episodes ago. Yes. Um, because we happened to be up in Victoria, Canada for the pre pre release of Unfinity. Uh huh. We had a great show where he talked all about Unfinity, the set, drafting it, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we recorded another episode with him that we're releasing now. Now, yeah. today, today, for you, in which he answers a bunch of users, user submitted questions. Well, there, if you use our podcast, do you use our podcast? Is it a use? I don't, I think that we're useful. <laughs> right? You're a user of this podcast. Listeners yeah. of this podcast, patrons of this podcast got to ask their questions to Mark Rosewater yes. and here are some of his answers today. Yeah, it's a super interesting conversation. If you've ever wondered what it's like to put together a Magic the Gathering set, spoiler alert, it's extremely difficult. Very difficult. Um, Mark talks all about it and answers a bunch of questions from our Patreon Discord. We also play some flavor text theater, oh. which he is excellent at. He just crushed it. He used it. to be a TV writer. He was a TV writer. Tell. Yeah, and you Pitches can totally some great tell. Stuff. Um, yeah, so we're really excited to share that conversation with you coming up in this episode. But before we hit play on the Mark Rosewater button, <laughs> fun fact. And turn down the knob on our headphones. <laughs> yeah, we've got to hit play before he goes into work every morning yes. or he will not run. He they, is a, yeah. an automaton yeah. made to design games. I, I mean, that explains how good he is. I know. It. It, it truly does. Truly does. Um, but before we do that, we have some people to thank. And first and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners, and especially the patrons of this show. Yay, patrons. Thank you so much to everyone who supports the show at any dollar amount over at patreon.com slash glhfmagic. And I'm here today to say, Eggmoji, this one's for you. Yay, Eggmoji. Thank you for being the only person between us and the disaster of a sad trombone <laughs> noise. Hey, become a patron before our next episode Please. over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash magic We'll give you a shout out and dedicate our episode to you. Eggmoji, you got this one. Eggmoji, this one's yours. And I also, I've got to say it, there is no better way to celebrate spooky season, okay? Maybe you have mm -hmm. a costume ready. Yeah, there Maybe you you're go. going trick-or-treating. But we are here as your spooky friends to say, please <laughs> consider becoming a patron this spooky se season at any spooky dollar amount. I'm wearing a spooky shirt today. I'm just wearing the same frightening face I've got on every day. <laughs> If I was drinking something, I would have spit it out. <laughs> ah! You know, <laughs> Patreon.com slash <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom for being our spooky friend in these spooky times. <laughs> yes, Card Kingdom is the best place to go if you are looking to buy anything for your magical life. And 
what can we say? Our recommendation right now is, of course, going and getting a box of Infinity to draft oh, yeah. with your friends. Absolutely. You are going to have such a good time. I mean, just simply do it. I mean, okay. So go to cardteam.com slash GLHF. Use that link for whatever you need to buy. And we, like we said, we highly recommend doing infinity because it's like a lot of people are kind of like, I don't want to do an unset because for whatever reason, but we're here to tell you, we played this set in Victoria. It is extremely fun. much fun and the games not, are so great the games are really really good and it's not like oh you're gonna do something like totally stupid and then you win the game you know what i mean that's yeah. not how they design although them. that sometimes it does happen <laughs> we did see cam make uh, infinite mana yes but i mean like that's i didn't it didn't yes. feel unfair it's is what i'm unfair. trying to say it's just yeah. like he it's like you're shooting the moon and you managed to get there yes he was like about he was mere um, seconds from death and he seconds. shot he shot the moon in a, such a way that it was brilliant and he got infinite mana and whatever it is it is the set of stories right yes. like you play the set and then you will have stories about the experience of playing the set for forever adam ate a rotisserie chicken in front of me yeah wearing a tarp it was wearing beautiful. a tarp really was, beautiful and then he put that tarp on another person have you ever watched like an animal give birth and you're like i'm witnessing the miracle of life that's what it felt like well, watching was, adam eat that rotisserie chicken well it's because you had some distance from the experience <laughs> up close whoo it was, uh, you know, you know, it was really something. Man. I just feel like with the holidays, like around the corner and all that, like getting your friends together and doing an infinity draft. I, uh, I don't know. I yes. think it would be like the perfect thing to do. Yes. Anyway, just saying. Just, just do it. <laughs> Card kingdom. Just do it. Wait, that slogan's wait, no. not taken. <laughs> they can't use that one. <laughs> We are back with Mark Rosewater. Yes, everybody. Um, Mark has so graciously agreed to come on to our show and just talk to us in general, you know, about life. Like, how's it going? Magic design. And you know, and I, mean, I always talk yeah. magic design, just like philosophy. Can we do yes. other stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We last time we <laughs> talked a little bit about if you believe in aliens. Yes. Um, if you think that they're out there, yeah, we'll get into more philosophical questions like yeah. that. Like why? Do you have well, Do you have a life philosophy, Mark? Speaking of Ooh, philosophy, do I have a life philosophy? Yeah. yeah, great question. I do. My my life philosophy is um, try to make the world a better place. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. <laughs> I would argue that you're achieving that. <laughs> Absolutely, you're achieving that. Um, we have uh, some things we just want to like talk to you ge- generally about what you do and who you are. But we also okay. asked our Discord yeah. what Ooh. they would ask you if they had an opportunity. Oh, okay. Bring it on. So patrons, yeah. good job um, okay. getting those questions in. But I want to open up. I'm going to open up the floor here. Okay. All right. With a pretty general question, which is a two-sided question. Mm. What is the best part about your job, about making Magic, and what is the worst part? And first, can you give everyone just like like the one line summary of what do you do? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the head designer of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's my job to, and I have teams that do this, so I, I oversee this. But get a blank piece of paper and make a blueprint out of it. Like, right? what, what, yeah. what are we doing? Every set has to do something. <laughs> get from nothing to something. What is the that, something? That's what I do. Okay, All great. Right. So, Amazing. And, and I do it a lot because we make a lot of magic sets. So. Yes. You, you certainly yes. do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, on to the question. Okay. Best. best part about doing that, about making your blueprint from nothing, and the worst part, the okay. most challenging part, if you will. Um, I think the best part is 
I love doing something that makes people so happy. Yeah. Like, it is really fun to just see people enjoying the thing that you do. That just, like, one of the, my favorite things is when things get released is just going on and watching people interact and enjoy it. And so, like, seeing people enjoy what you spend all this time doing. That's, that's probably my favorite thing. Um, the thing I like least about it, um, there's two things, I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll list two things. Great. <laughs> two for one. Um, Classic magic one, term. One is that there's something about get, pouring your heart in and doing something you're so excited about and then having to sit on it for like two years yeah. is really hard, especially when people are constantly asking you to do it and like you know that you've done it a lot of times. Like, can you do this? Oh, yeah, we could. Maybe one day do that. And then I know we've done it and it's coming. Um, and so that, like, not being able to sort of say what you've done. I mean, eventually I can say it, and that's why I'm so excited when I can talk about stuff. Yeah. I've been waiting to talk about it for so long. Question, sorry, to intercede. Yeah. How far in advance do you work? So where, what are you currently working on? What year? Okay, so uh, to give you an idea how far ahead I work, so all our, the main premiere sets have a, a code name, and the code names are yes. go in alphabetical order, and right now they're named after sports. <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah. Um, we have uh, Dominar United just came out. Yep. That was judo and Brothers War is coming up. That is kayaking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sport. <laughs> okay. Kayaking is a sport. <laughs> All these. Now you piss off the kayakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody's gone. Everybody's okay. gone. Okay. So right now I am on the vision design. I'm not leading it, but uh, Eric Lauer is leading the vision design for Ultimate. And I am doing what? exploratory for vision. <laughs> I'm not sorry, I'm not exploratory. Exploratory for volleyball. Uh, and then we are just about to start what we call a seeds meeting, which is like a pre-exploratory thing for wrestling. Uh, to give okay. you and I have meetings right now that are talking about like what's going on in C and D. Like I have meetings where we talk about what's going on there. So we're we're Way out. Holy cow. Wow. I so thought it was far, years. but that, that is far, years. far out. Yes. It's years out. So I, I'm working on things that come out in 2025 and 2026. Now I'm just left wondering what That's sport wild. starts with a Z. Zebra dancing. Zoomancy. <laughs> yeah, we were, we're skipping X. We decided not to try to do an X. Zollyball. Um, Xylophone lifting. We're not, allowed, we're not allowed to do code names that are other people's stuff. And so there, there's not a lot of X sports that someone doesn't own the rights to. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I um, see. But anyway, okay, so the other hard, the yes, other hardest hard thing, thing. Hard Zumba. Thing. Um, <gasps> All right, oh, got there. Got but that's there. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> didn't get okay. there. Um, the, the, the internally, that's the externally hardest part, right? Yeah. I can't t- talk about it. The internally hardest part is it is my job to do the thing we haven't done, to find the new space, to come up with, with yeah. the thing we haven't done. And everybody else's job is to explain why that's not the thing to do. You know, like, it's their job to sort of safeguard. Like, is this the right thing to do? So a lot of my job, I talk about, like, pushing boulders up hills. Uh, and they, they roll down a lot. Very, it's very Sisyphusian. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of sets. Like, there's things that I've been wanting to do that just take forever to get done. And, like, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like, Zendikar and Innistrad and Throne of Eldraine were all sets that took me years to finally get done. Where I pitched the idea, and it was many, many years later that we finally made it. And so there is definitely, that can be very, like, it is it is hard to constantly fight things. Like, for example, uh, in Zendikar Rising, we had modal double-face cards. Yes. So many years ago, I made split cards uh, for an invasion, mm-hmm. and it was a major, major uphill battle. 
Like Bill Rose and I wanted to do it. I think Richard liked them. That was the rest of the company was against it. Okay, that was a huge uphill battle. And then many years later, we did double face cards in Innistrad, another set I, I ran. And just getting double face cards made was another gi giant uphill battle. So I'm here doing Zendikar Rising. I'm like, okay, we've done split cards. We proved they were successful. We've done double face cards. We've proved they're successful. I'm just combining them to do something, but we've proven the component pieces are successful. I should have no problem. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I, Narrator, I was, there yeah. was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that 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 is very hard. It's, yeah, it's like no matter how many successes I've had, no matter what I've done, that it's just I'm constantly having to prove stuff. And it is very hard to prove that people will like something when we've never done it. Yeah. And that's my job to do it. But it's it can get very frustrating. That, that's the hard part. Yeah, man. That how do you sense. even how can you even know, though, honestly? Yeah. Right. Like you'll say, oh, well, we should do X because that's like popular now. Well, who knows what's going to happen who like three years you're later? You're also working three. Yeah. Three, four, four five, or five years out where it's like, who knows what right. people will be thinking about exactly five years from now. And, well, and here's it's part of my the reason that I'm online a lot, the reason I do all that interactive with the audience is part of my job is to get a sense of what people want. Now, part of it is people talk to me and they say things they want, and part of it is just getting a general sense. But like a big part of my job is predicting things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, how do I do the thing we've never done before? Well, I, I obviously we've never done it before, so there's nothing I can base it on. Yeah, but it's a lot of getting <laughs> yeah. a sense. And I mean, I've been doing this job a long time. It's 27 years this year, so like I've been I've been doing the job a long time. I have a wow. very good intuitive sense, so. Um, anyway, that that's for, it. I love my job. It's a it's a dream job. I do love it. But uh, there are times when I'm banging my head, you know. And yeah. Well, yeah. The, makes sense. And the craziest thing is like one of the things, for example, when we announced Wilds of Eldraine, one of the, one of my happy times is whenever we do a second something that I had to fight so hard for, and then we we go back to it. Always makes me happy. So Zendikar and Industry and Eldraine, I had to fight for all of those, and we went back to all of them. So. Yeah. Yes, so. and they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> and the that people are that are memorable to people. Do you just have a like, post-it yes. on your desk that says times I was right, and then you just put a little <laughs> yeah, check like mark a next tick, to it? A tick mark. <laughs> Okay. That would help me personally. Uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, All right. Should we? Should okay. we yeah, ask do a question. Do a listener questions. question. All right. Discord people away. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any puns that you've tried to get on cards and they they didn't make it that you want to share with us? Um, I can't remember them. It's a problem. You're very like, good at puns, everybody. Yes, Mark we, is excellent at puns. He'll just pun them. They'll just come <laughs> out of him. Like they just live in his pun veins. Yes, I, I like to pun. Um, well, so in Infinity, uh, uh, Ari uh, Zorilnik was in charge of names and flavor text. And early on, I said to him, my goal was to get as many puns as possible into the Great. set. And Ari was like, I will allow enough puns in the set, but I will keep you from having too many puns in the set. <laughs> and so we would, and, and I keep coming up with pun names, and Ari would go, oh, that's a good pun. Okay, fine, we'll let that one in. <laughs> and, uh, but there were there are definitely ones that we would try to get in. I'm trying to think about, like, the biggest problem is, like, oh, can I remember, you know, this is another hard part of my job is, so every set I'm working on, every year I'm working on so many different things that you're like, hey, remember this thing you worked on two years ago? And I'm like, yeah. I've done 18 things since then. We're asking and so you about yeah, yeah. a set that existed <laughs> remember, in your brain. Remember two years ago years you did ago. this thing? Yeah, 18 sets ago. Uh, the thing that you did, and then so it's like, ah, I can't remember. Mark, um, that's okay. Seriously, though, like, when, okay, do you ever, <laughs> how am I going to ask this question? <laughs> so... Are you somebody who, like, in the future, you look back on past stuff that you did mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh, man, that was three or four years ago me. Like, I was such an idiot. I didn't know what I was doing. I would change. I would do things so much better now that future me has all of this knowledge. Or do you look back and you're still like, oh, yeah, that was gold. That was a banger. No, I mean, for example, uh, if I look back, like, so Tempest was the first set that I led. 
If I look back, like with modern sensibilities, could we have made Tempest better? Yes, but that, that's kind of like the Model T. What were they doing? Well, when they made the first car, that's that's you know, that's the technology at the time. So I, I think Tempest did a lot to advance magic technology where it was. Okay, what, was that's, it, yeah, that's it a good way technology from like twenty years later. No, but you know we didn't have time <laughs> travel, so people don't say often <laughs> enough that the Model T was, was a, a terrible garbage car, car. Yeah. bad car. Honestly, not you even heated dri- seats. You would yeah. drive one now. So like, why do people make they didn't a big have blinkers yeah. <laughs> no seat belts are you kidding me <laughs> you couldn't even adjust the seats <laughs> yeah, no nothing absurd. nothing had to crank it or whatever yeah. yes <laughs> you had to get uncranked yeah <laughs> um so moving moving on moving on moving on from the from what a terrible <laughs> car it was um is there a design idea either yours or someone else's mm-hmm. that surprised you um, yeah, so what I will tell is I remember when Brian Tinsman first p- pitched Exalted. So Exalted is a mechanic that says if uh, if a creature attacks alone, then you give a, bo- a plus one, plus one boost to them. Yeah. Uh, when he first pitched Exalted, I thought it was just, I, I thought that no one would do it. Like, I thought that the, the hoop was just too small. And I remember being really against it and saying I just didn't think it was good. But the rule of thumb is you always play test with it. And the differential between what I thought of it before the first play test and what I thought of it after the first play test is the largest. Yeah, it was a large. Like it was like I went from, <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe we're doing this to that was a really good mechanic. Uh, and that that is, I have a pretty good sense. Like one of the things is I'm pretty good at like seeing potential stuff just because that's my job. So normally I have a good sense of whether I think a mechanic will work out. And that's the one that just stuck. I, I had no confidence in it, and I played it once and was in love with it. So like it it really had that differential that I, I don't see too often. So my gosh, yeah. you telling this story just makes me think like okay so in our jobs basically since we're our own bosses Mm -hmm. nobody gets to tell us like no really i mean we just kind of do stuff and we do it how we want to do it someone out there should (laughs) (laughs) you You need to hire somebody would you like to to be our boss (laughs) but like what you just described is like or i've done jobs in the past where it's like do this thing okay i've done x thing all right well good next thing you're going to do but you're like hey I've made this thing. I've come up with this idea. And somebody responds with like, nope, that won't work. Nope, terrible, bad, get Next. it out of here. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, <laughs> I feel like I would just get torn down little piece by little well, piece. So here's one of the harder things about design is we make a lot, a lot of stuff. Meaning yeah. the stuff that you see, the, the finished product, maybe one or two percent of what we make actually sees it to print so a lot of early design is trying things and if you can't be on it like you need to be very honest if someone makes a bad mechanic i had to like well i don't want to i don't want to hurt your feelings but yeah yeah, right 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 i just have to go no that was a bad mechanic and there's there's a there's a bluntness that you need and it's it's not disrespectful or anything it's just you're just going i like this i don't like this and so when you like something you want to be very honest when you don't like something and it's not just i don't like it here's why i don't like it you know you want to explain why i don't like it but like we don't want to waste time i don't want to like I don't want to ma- spend, you know, three months working on a mechanic. Well, I don't personally like it, but, you know, I don't, you know, like, <laughs> I, 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 we don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Um, and what I've learned is when I've interacted with other parts of the company, they do not have quite the same, like, you know, like, we are bluntly honest of something. <laughs> so, like, if someone makes a mechanic, what do you think of it? Oh, that is horrible. That was an unfun mechanic. We should remove that from that immediately. And when I, I've had times I've interacted with other people, and I'm a little too blunt because I'm just used to, like, sort of R&D designer bluntness. Yeah. Um, that idea is bad. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it doesn't go quite as well. I have to learn to like soft pedal. Like, 
well, you know, on second thought, I, I think there may be some ways to improve that, you know. So. I am going to ask one qu more question off of this is, yeah. what is it what is it like to be in the pit, as we say? Yeah. Uh, as, as we say. As we say. <laughs> yeah. The cool kids. At Wizards of the Coast, working in R&D, what mm -hmm. is it like to be in that environment? Uh, do you talk a lot in the in your little area where you are? Yeah, so the, the way I was explained sort of being in, and when I say magic R&D, I mean the sort of the design development um, Studio X is the larger group now where everybody, yeah. like, like everybody that makes tabletop games is sort of in Studio X or okay. department. Um, uh, so I'm talking about the designers and developers um, is that one of the interesting things about it is that it, it is kind of like um, it was all the smartest kids in the room all in the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are, everybody you're working with is just really, really smart. They know those games really, really well. They know those magic really, really well. And that it is just, it's very humbling sometimes. Like, like everybody knows everything, you know? And, like, anything, like, there's somebody that's an expert on one, some particular thing. And a lot of what you learn about is understanding where your strengths lie and where other people's strengths lie and go, okay, I, I need some help on this thing. I'm way outclassed by so-and-so. I should go talk to so-and-so about it. Um, and there's a lot of respect. And the other fun thing is we joke around and like we, we're constantly talking and there's a lot of sort of, um, like I do a comic in my comic strip where I, I, I call it a, another day of R&D productivity wasted. We're like, <laughs> we're talking about like who would win in a basketball game, the Star Wars cast or the Lord of the Rings cast, you know, stuff like that. The Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings, Rings cast, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Not close. Um, or like, you know, if you, uh, if you could clone any of the seven dwarfs to make an army out of any of the seven dwarfs, which one would be the best one to pick? Grumpy. Grumpy. Uh, I chose Sneezy. Oh, yeah. Because it's chemical, chemical warfare. Chemical warfare. <laughs> wow. But anyway. Doodle. So we have a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, I just realized something. I wasn't trying to imply that people who aren't in design development aren't really smart. They are very smart. So No, no, I, no. I, 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 it did not come I did across not like that. No. That. You no. all remember um, when Mark called everyone else dumb? <laughs> well, we've lost all those, all of our dumb listeners now, I guess. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's very refreshing. The thing I've always really loved about our, this working at Wizards is just I'm surrounded by, and, and it's not just in the design developers. This is everybody who works there. Everybody's so good at their job. Everybody really That's knows what great. they're doing. Yeah. And it is just, you know, like whenever I have an idea, there's somebody there to make it, you know, better. Uh, and so no matter what we're doing, I can hand it off to somebody else and they're just gonna make it better. And that's really exciting that, you know, like I always work on the early part of sets and then I get to come back and see them later on. And it's just fun to watch, well, you took my pretty good idea and made it significantly better than that, you know. So that's always fun. Like, it's you, a real Starfleet environment here. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's excellent at what they Everyone's do. Everyone's great. Um, all right. So these are kind of like the same, the same question. So I'm going to group okay. them into one. Okay. So people are like, okay, like we, we went to Eldraine. Yes. Um, and now we're going back to Eldraine and yeah. like we've explored space now and mm -hmm. infinity. Yeah. So what is like an environment or a setting or an idea that you've wanted to explore for forever and that you like, what's, what's a fight coming up that you're like, I want to go to this place or explore this idea. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of things that we haven't done less that are on what we call our shortlist. Yeah. Uh, that we've talked about, um, you know, underwater world, sky world. I want to do a weather world. Um, there's lots of different weather genres. World. I'm very interested yeah, the, in the, the weather, weather world. world. Just imagine a world. I mean, here, here's a funny thing. I pitched this a long time ago, and the idea was imagine weather's gone crazy. It's a world where it's the most extreme weather at all time. <laughs> and and then like, I'm like, oh, is wait. That, is that a little too real? Re uh, people go, uh, sorry, <laughs> oh, I need to escape God. in my I need to escape in my games. It's not yeah. escape. Oh, my God. So when we originally did Zendikar, I originally pitched it as weather world. 
world. Oh. Uh, and the idea was, because it, it was land-centered, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, okay. oh, weather world, would go, like land, a lot of lands are good, yeah. and you can see, anyway, but weather world never happened. I heard weather world was going to be the, se- the sequel to water world, but yeah. <laughs> the first one just wasn't good Nobody enough Nobody liked water world, so they're like, well, we don't want the rest <laughs> well, of the series. we're not going to do weather world. But pretty much, by the way, the other thing is, I always look at different genres. I love doing sort of genre stuff. So um, on my blog, the running joke is we have to do... Um, Roma- uh, romantic comedy world. Yeah, the yeah. rom-com world. <laughs> we really want rom-com world. We were yeah. brainstorming some card um, yes. names and ideas. Yes. I suggested um, Meet Cute being a mechanic. Yes. That yeah. was like some kind of um, bond- banding sort of situation. Soul bond banding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what did you say, Megan? Um, mine was, oh, just the best friend is a creature, of course. Yep. Yeah. You know. My, mine was uh, Afraid of Commitments. Yeah. It was yes. an aura that went on a creature <laughs> and could only attack or block alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I love that idea. You know, we also, you know, Maria and I are now going to push very hard for Murder Mystery World. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Clue, Agatha Christie, Murder Mystery World. I used to tease Mark of that I wanted a set in the Blind Eternities all the time, uh, to which I was told you can't set a set in a doorway. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're just not trying hard enough to imagine that doorway. Can't you? Um, And yeah, so. This is my other idea. Lots of mountains and lots of little goblin-y creatures okay. on various speeders, and they race them around, like, the mountains in the air. So it's like, it's like a, a, yeah. ra- a racing world? Like a dog racing, it's dog like fight. Pod, That's what want, I mean. You want the pod racing. Pod okay. racing pod planet. Racing yeah. okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure that's just Kaladesh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I take it back. Um, all right. Next question. What is your idea of a perfect card? Does it fit for a f- specific format or does it fit for all formats? Oh, the perfect card. Yeah. The perfect um, card. Well, the funny thing, I mean, we make a lot of cards. So the, the the thing that I'm always happiest to make, like this is what, what I make. When I make a card where I go, I can't believe we haven't made this card before. Like you make the card and you're like, well, okay, let me search. Like we, we had to make this card before. And you do all the searches like, we've, ne- we've never made this card before? Like those are really fun to find. Yeah. yeah. Find, like it's just so simple and so obvious. And like how how in 30 years have we not made this card? Those are the great, the great finds. Do yeah. you ever worry that, you know, talking about this, that we've been doing this for 30 years, at some yeah. point you're going to hit the wall? Is there, do you think there's I mean, a wall? <laughs> is there a wall? I don't think there's a wall. Only because I've been doing this for so long, yeah, and like fair. every time we do something, we do something different, and we find stuff. Yeah. Like I, I've never had a set where like we're struggling to find things. Usually, what happens is we have lots of ideas, and like, what's the best idea? Not well, we got two ideas. I guess we're doing those two. You know. Yeah. Um, I think magic is so robust, and you know. Now, the one thing is. Simple space is something that, that like we lessens over time, and we do repeat mechanics and go back to stuff. But one of the things that's definitely true is when we're trying to find things we've never done before, we have to push in a little more like different space. And so I do think there's a, a, only so much really simple space. Right. And so as we as we push into new areas, it, it's a little more complex by the nature of we've mapped out most of the simplest things. And that's the thing I worry most about is can you find cool new things that are simple? And that's harder to find. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But we, we're big fans of the innovation that does ha- yeah. end up happening in magic and stuff. Even when you run into things that were an issue like a companion or whatever, yeah. we were still so happy right? that you were experimenting yeah. in that area and finding something new and cool. Even yeah. if it did have to be changed, but yeah, one, one of my little sayings is that the greatest risk to magic is not taking risks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We agree. There you go. We agree. I mean, I, I think what's most likely to kill magic is not 
we don't and we run out of ideas to we come up with. We didn't do yeah. It's we, just we, we get boring. Like that, yeah. like people go, oh, I'm just kind of bored by this game. I'd rather go play other games. Yeah. And so I'd I, rather go chase <laughs> chase flying dumpsters on my hover machine. That's the what future. Game is that? <laughs> That's it's the future, Megan. I don't right. know what the kids Trade are doing now. Maria <laughs> imagines a future in which you ride a hover cycle. <laughs> and what do you do on the hover cycle? You chase a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> that is also hovering. There's a lot, a lot of resources in this future. Yeah. All right. You gotta go dumpster diving. Gotta go I think what, she had, what Maria understands is if you look at the metrics, trash is just growing with time. Yes. And at some yeah, point, yes. thank you. At some point, yeah, we're gonna have to game the trash. So we yes. have to gamify trash. <laughs> Maria saw that. She's a she's a head thinker. You're right, Maria. So. Really <laughs> I need Roger to write my resume over here. <laughs> it's my job to justify everything that Maria says. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite mechanic you've come up with? Okay. Um, I will divide into two. I will, I will say what are what I call tools and mechanics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, mechanics. That's how I divide up my boyfriend. So <laughs> um, <laughs> tool is a derivative to mean somebody who didn't do what they're supposed to do. So that's what Maria was talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking yes. about, when we're talking okay. about, uh, we're talking about um, mechanics. It's sort of a named thing that always does the same thing every time, right? Uh, so uh, flashback is probably my favorite mechanic that yes. I created. Wait, can you tell us the story of how flashback came to be? Because yeah, it's I a can. good story. I can. So uh, for eight years, I was in charge of the feature matches on the in the Pro Tour. Um, and I used to watch, I would head judge the feature matches, uh, and I was watching a lot of matches because I was being there. And whenever a game would get lopsided where someone would get way ahead, just to make it fun to watch, I would think of abilities I could grant to the losing person to oh, see if they could come back. Oh, that's great. So like, oh, well, what if all their land could tap for two mana? Or what, you know, like, I would come up with abilities. And one of the fun abilities was what if they could cast their spells out of their graveyard? Uh, and, anyway, and, and, and at some point I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I should just make a mechanic for it. Yeah. I just make a mechanic. So in Odyssey, I, I made flashback. So that is my favorite mechanic that I've made. Yeah. Uh, as far as a tool that I've made, I have a tie. Ooh, okay. um, all right. And when I, when I say about a, um, a tool, means there's a lot of things you can do with it. It's not a specific mechanic per se. It's something you mm -hmm. do it with. Uh, and the two things that I've made that I've been very proud of, one is split cards. Uh, which were originally made for Unglue 2, and then yep. they didn't get made there, but then we put them in Invasion. Yep. Uh, but just the idea of, you have, like, the idea that you could change the frame, the idea that you could really rethink yeah. how you could do that. And that split yeah, it cards doesn't was, just need to be a right. vertical split card. Split cards were the first time that just didn't look like a normal magic card. They looked yep. different. Um, and the other one is hybrid mana. And hybrid mana has been like the Swiss army knife of magic design. Yeah. Like it just does so many things. Yeah. And the funniest thing about it is when I first came up with it during Ravnica, I was so proud of it and I showed it around and everyone was like, okay, yeah. Like no one, no one thought it was interesting. Like I saw all this potential in it and they're like, okay. Like no yeah. one was excited by it. And I was so excited. You're like, um, look at my cool thing. And they're like, that's an average thing. And then the <laughs> other thing I think is just cause I'm really good at seeing potential. I'm like, oh, there's so many ways we could use this. Yeah. And like we've come, like we use it so many different ways now. Like I think I sort of saw that potential, but everybody else just like, okay, whatever. You can make two cards or something. Like no one, yeah. no one saw the potential. So, uh, but those are my two, uh, split cards and hybrid, I think my two favorite of, of the yeah. sort of tools more than mechanics. Um, what about your favorite mechanic that someone else has come up with? My favorite mechanic that I didn't make. Um, let's see. What is my favorite mechanic? Um, I like, I think Convoke, uh, which Richard Garfield made, is a really cool mechanic that I really like. Um, I think that, uh, 
cycling, which Richard also made, uh, is, is a, a, a really neat mechanic that it just has a lot of flexibility to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll say those two. Yeah. We, I think... Go Richard going, Garfield. Yeah. Go yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. I see a lot of potential Richard Garfield. I think he's a good designer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be good one day. You know what? <laughs> Keep your eye on that kid. Maybe that guy's going Not somewhere. Not enough people who see the potential in Richard Garfield, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I'm able to look ahead. And, so. Down the line. Um, speaking of, like, the tool kind of space that you're talking about yeah. and Richard Garfield, we talk all the time about sagas and, like, yes. what a We cool, love sagas. Like, in terms of opening up something that wasn't there before. Well, the, the, the cool story like, of sagas is... A good example how you do something and it doesn't work, but then you can repurpose it later. So what happened was we were trying to make Planeswalkers uh, during Future Cycle yes. originally. Mm -hmm. And so the, one of the earliest versions of them is on turn one, they did thing number one. And on turn two, they did thing number two. Yeah. On turn three, they did thing number three. And then on turn four, they go back to number one. So they would go go through it. Uh, and like I had like a Gar the Garrick, I think was the first card I made. So like he would make uh, a 3-3 three, three beast and then he would double all beasts. And then all beasts would get plus three plus three. Uh, so turn one, he would make the beast, and then your opponent killed it. Turn two, he doubles all beasts, but there's no beast, so he doesn't do anything. Turn three, all beasts get plus three, plus three. Well, there's no beast, so he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it just felt kind of dumb, right? So they didn't have enough agency, so we changed how they work. But then um, during Dominaria, I really, really wanted stories to be a thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to represent stories. And so I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Here's the thing we had made before for a different purpose. We're like, oh, the very thing that made it not make sense for a planeswalker because it, set, it felt too prescriptive made perfect sense for a story. Well, of course, it's one, then two, then three. That's, That's the, the story, right? Um, and then, like, we, we – uh, and. We did a lot of brainstorming, you know, Richard and the rest of the Dominari team did a lot of brainstorming on how we could execute on that. But it really was a neat thing of, we just kind of, it didn't work for something and it ended up being perfect for that. Um, and then like Kelly Diggs and the creative team really came up with the idea of, you know, the art represents, you know, uh, like it's the story done through some style of the world. And anyway, all Fabulous. the pieces came together and... Yeah, yeah. It, just, it became something that people love, and now we do them all the time. So. Yeah, they're great. We, they're really cool. Huge fans. We love them. I think it's a great example, too, of playing within, what do you call it, simple space? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Innovating within simple space, yes. you yeah. know? It's not... It's, the nice thing about sagas is they feel simpler than they are. There are actually a lot of moving pieces to sagas. Oh, yeah. But the cohesiveness, like one of the, the tricks um, is f the reason flavor is so important is if you have the right flavor, it takes something that is complex and makes it feel not complex because it like, like oh, it's a story and these are the pieces of the story. That just, it feels way simpler than it is because the, the weight of the flavor simplifies things. And that's oh, why flavor is so great. important. Wow. So. Just That's like a good chocolate doesn't need much else, you know? Yep. We like top down. <laughs> top down is good. Okay, next question. The weight of the chocolate. Yeah. Um, outside of draft, how would you most like to see people playing with Infinity cards? Well, what I hope for people is that they can play it, whatever format you're playing, whatever you have fun, that Infinity can just sort of add some levity to whatever format you enjoy. Great. Yeah. Obviously, if it's tournament magic, okay, maybe maybe that's not. Well, there, there are cards you can't play in tournament magic now. But, um, and really, whatever you play, like, the whole idea of Infinity is here is a smorgasbord of things that you can have. Mm -hmm. And that no one is like, um, the one of the metaphors I love to use talking about what we do in R&D is uh, we're making a buffet. The magic's a buffet. And how do you make a successful buffet? Well, you just have lots of food that people love to eat. Potatoes. And that... No one person is going to eat all the food of the buffet. Okay, maybe one guy, but mostly you know, they're going to sample things, and you want to make sure that you have different things. So in the buffet that is Infinity or the Unsets, like no one says that 
let's say, for example, I love the dexterity cards but don't like outside assistance. Well, then play the dexterity cards, don't play outside assistance. Or, you know, I really enjoy the die rolling cards, but I don't like, you know, the wacky rules cards. Well, pick and choose what you like. Yeah. You know, find the thing that you enjoy yeah. and play that. Like, the the, the mag one of the magics, the secret sauce of magic, or there's multiple secret sauces, but one of the secret sauces of magic is that you, the player, get to determine what the game is. Yeah. Like, you have so much say. Like, if I, if I play Monopoly, well, it's going to be Monopoly. Like, it's going to be a... a Every time you play Monopoly, that's what it is. But if you play Magic, it's like, oh, I want to play very competitive or very casual. I want to play a deck about elves or a deck about the Wizard of Oz or whatever it is you want to build your thing around or do, you can do that. You want to play a fast game, a slow game. You can pick the format you play. You have so much way to influence what you're doing. And Infinity is just more things on the smorgasbord, more, more things for the buffet. So, yeah. so you can pick what you want to play. And that... Pick the things you enjoy, and, and just because you choose part of it doesn't mean you're obligated to choose the rest of it. Choose what you want. Eat your heart out, lubies. <laughs> that is a very specific regional reference. That I don't know what a lubie is. <laughs> it was like a, I don't even know what its equivalent is. You know, it was just like a cafeteria-style restaurant in Texas. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, okay, someone had some comics questions for you. Some comics? Okay. Yes, because... Like, like comic books. Yes, exactly, because okay, okay. they know you like comic books I do also. like comic books. Yes. Um, so when did you get into reading comics? Uh, I started reading comics when I was pretty young. All right. Um, I think my dad bought my first comic for me when I was six or something. Like, I was really... And then all through my youth, uh, I read comics, you know, and... Um, I mean, it's something I've done since I've been pretty little, and I, you know, I to this day I read comics. It's just I really enjoy. Yeah. It's a medium I enjoy, so it's a lot of fun. I, I read them digitally now, but yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't actually page through paper anymore, but I, <laughs> I, I do enjoy them. Um, what are what are your three favorite, or some number of your favorite comic book storylines? My favorite comic book storylines. Um, yeah. there is a run of Teen Titans, uh, that. What was the name of it? The basic the premise of it is um, a bad guy manages to infiltrate the Teen Titans, mm -hmm. and it was told over like three years. Jeez. And it was one of those things where they really carefully set up the story. So when the like, the big kind of turn came in it, you just were so shocked and didn't see it coming. And it was really, it, it was one of the. As, um, I remember when I re re it really sort of said what you can do with stories, how you can make people care in a way. And had this been something they'd done quickly or rushed through, it just wouldn't have the emotional impact. And I just remember when it happened, just the oh my goodness, you know. The, I don't want yeah. to spoil because it's a great story, but it really, it just I don't know. It really said, said what the what could be. Um, another one that really spoke to me was. Um, in college, I read Watchmen when Watchmen originally came out. Mm -hmm. um, and for those, I mean, now you just read the trade paperback. But at the time, it came out uh, every month it would come out. And then they started doing Space Depart because it was taking a while to write it, um, Alan Moore. And so, like, the first one came out a month, month later. Then it was, like, a month and a half. Then it was, like, two months. And so there's this giant gap at the end. Wow. Um, and one of the things is uh, I figure out, once again, I won't spoil it, but I figured out who did it. I figured out like the mystery, and I, I'm telling my friends, it's this person, this is who did it, this is the thing, ah. and nobody would believe me. <laughs> and then I, I, was, I was correct, and it was like, wow. Really, yeah. That would have been such an experience yeah, to yeah, read it yeah. that way instead yes. of just sitting down in one right. shot. And wow. anyway, but once again, like one of the things that's fun is I love how stories can be experienced in different ways. Like comics are interesting in that you can you can experience temporally. 
Like, like a lot of times you read it all together yeah. now with trades and stuff. But it is sort of fun. One of the things I do enjoy about reading comics on a you know weekly, monthly level is that you can sort of watch a story happen over time. And there's a lot of cool things you can do in a story when that happens. Like I, I used to write for television. And one of the fun things about television is that you can build stories up over time. I really – the reason that I, I always enjoyed stuff like television over movies as a writer was I liked that idea of something where you're evolving with time and that you're, you're – the person who is viewing it is experiencing it over time. It's not like I'm sitting in a movie theater for two hours and I'm done. It's yeah. like every week I'm visiting this place. As a new it, person. <laughs> yeah, and it allows you it allows you to tell stories that you can other ways. So yeah. uh, the medium is a message to quote Marshall There McLuhan, it is. So. That's my yeah. college career summed up in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know who Marshall McLuhan is, you did not study communication. <laughs> Um, and what is? Or see, and he was in Annie Hall too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a little Annie Hall. What is the funniest comic you've read? The funniest comic I read. Oh, interestingly, one of my favorite runs was uh, John Byrne did a run of She-Hulk, and the current She-Hulk TV series that's on right now uh -huh. is loosely based on that run. All right. Um, and that was. One of the things I really enjoyed about it is he said, I'm going to take a character that could be done very seriously and say, I'm not. Likewise, I love that idea. There was a run on Justice League they did way back in the day where it just was a comic take. It's the one like Booster Gold and um, Blue Beetle, uh, Batman was on it. And anyway, it was a very comical take on sort of the Justice League. And I, it's fun. I love when you take characters that could be done seriously, but you do sort of a comical take on them. And that was a lot of fun. So I can't right. wait until we see Jace's stand-up special. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be pretty bad the hey, first time. Hey, you heard about this? You heard about this? Well, if he bombs, He'll no get one better will. with time. <laughs> wow. Maybe we've all go. seen Jason's stand up yeah, special. No, we just don't know. There's a, a commercial on Saturday Night Live where there's some, some hypnotist, and it's a commercial for the hypnotist. And you see the first person goes, oh, he was great. He was better than cats. And the second person goes, he was great. He was better than cats. And the third person goes, he was great. He was better than cats. You know, and so great. Uh, there, we go. there we go. There we go. Okay. Last one we've got, okay. uh, at least on this list, is if you were going to live on a plane of Magic the Gathering, which one would you want to live on? Not on a plane we'd visit, because bad things happen on planes that we visit. <laughs> I want to be on that boring plane. They're like, ah, oh, we wouldn't want to visit that plane. Just somewhere it, just out there. It's just plane. sunny and nice, and people are friendly, and no one eats you. Too um, bad, Mark. You can't dodge <laughs> this question. Yeah, we, to it has to be a okay, plane okay. we visited. Plane. I would go to Infinity and go to the Astratorium. <gasps> yeah, yeah. I'd be careful what rides I go on. There's certain rides I might not go on. But yes. I would go to the Astratorium and win me a Johnny plushie. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Aww. Um, would you have a, this is a Maria question. Do you have a favorite playtest card name over the years? Oh, okay. I thought the question for her. It's a question for me from yeah. her. From, no, me from, from, you. Oh, from me to you. From me to you. Oh, from you. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Where we mix ourselves up. Where is it going to? Uh, my favorite playtest name. Um, well, here, here's, uh, there was a running joke for a while, um, in R&D, um, that we, uh, for some reason, way back in the day, the French office, uh, did their own ban list separate from all the other offices of, of wizards? Like just for people inside the office to play? Well, no, 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 no. So the the this is way way back in the day. We're talking oh, like the okay. early in the okay. you know, ninety four, okay. ninety five. The French office would ban cards in France that weren't banned anywhere else. <laughs> um, okay. And the cards they banned tend to be cards where you were peeking in the top of your library. 
Um, so for a while, we had this running joke that whenever we had a card that looked at the top of your library, we just called it Band in France. <laughs> um, and there's been a couple of those. Oh, um, great. Th th sometimes we have a name that we just think is funny, and then we we keep using the name. But Band in France, but like we, there probably was eight cards called Band in France. So. <laughs> Fabulous. Great. And then looking forward to 2023, mm -hmm. uh, we asked you this off air, but we're, I'm not yes. asking you on air. Now on air, dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. What, is, what are you most looking forward to next year? Um, I'm looking, I'm excited about a lot of things next year. Um, in fact, I was, so I led the vision design for Frexia All Milan. I led the design for March of the Machines. I led the design for Lost wow. Caverns of Ixalan. I was on the vision design team for. Um, Wilds of Eldraine, and I was on the vision design team for Lord of the Rings. So I, I was on a lot of the things that come out next year. But of all of them, uh, the one I'm most excited for is March of the Machine, um, because it's one of those things when like I, they got pitched to me originally, I'm like, I don't even know how we can do this. And it, it was a very crazy, crazy ask. Uh, and the fact that we did it um, is, like once you, once you see it, it is, it is hard to, it's, I, I, I can't give it away yet, but I mean, it is, it's the kind of thing when someone said to me, like someone says, I want you to do this, you just go, yeah, that can't, that can't be done. But I didn't say that can't be done. I said, okay, how can <laughs> we do I'm this? Now I'm so excited. Um, my, my number two, my backup is, uh, Phyrexia all we want. I love the Phyrexians. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm not giving too much away. There's a lot of Phyrexians in the Phyrexian all we want. <laughs> what? Um, Wait, hold on. And so it was very, very fun to sort of revisit the Phyrexians. And, um, you know, A, you know, there's some things Phyrexians have done before, there's some things Phyrexians have never done, and trying to find the mix of do cool Fall things. Fall in love. Phyrexians. So anyway, the rom com, the Phyrexian they're all becoming one because they're getting married. Because they're yeah. all in love, joining the great link. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, fabulous. Yeah. Um, thank you, listeners, who wrote in with questions yes. for Mark. Those were excellent questions. Okay, do you have do you guys have questions? Well, I asked you some. You yeah. Did. I asked you some. Okay. Um I my question would be: do we have enough time to play a quick flavor text theater? Uh, but of course. Excellent. <laughs> because we should. We should. Um, can we crack one of those boosters from one of the infinity boosters for this? Let's do Is it. Is that acceptable? Is that <laughs> 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 Our director has now thrown us some so boosters. So what we opened. Do you hear which we opened? Okay. All right. Okay. We got to do the collector booster then, right? Yeah, let's do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to crack open this collector booster of Infinity, and Megan um, is going to explain what movie pitches are. Yes. Um, so in this game of Flavor Text Theater <laughs> movie pitches, failed um, we are each going to take a card and look at the name of the card and pitch you a film, um, a, an original brand original. new film that has the film title of that card. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to mix them all up here on the yes. table. We're just going to randomly grab yep. one. Um, by the way, our token is a treasure or a clown robot in foil, <laughs> okay. which is great. Um, and also, if it's like a weird name or something, you can you can, you can throw pick it a back. New one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good, I have one too. Okay. Um. <laughs> I would love to pitch you mine, everybody, but unfortunately, yes. I can't because it's not. It's X-rated. It's oh, boing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll try right, again. Here's mine. Mine is. Um, mine is a murder mystery, but here's the twist of the murder mystery is that first everyone knows, like someone comes to town and is like a crime has been committed, but you don't know what the crime is yet. You don't know who has been murdered. Oh. So first 
you have to find out who has been murdered and then you must solve who the murderer is. So it's a classic like Agatha Christie style murder mystery where it's like maybe not all in one house, but it's like all in one small town. Um, and so someone like rides into this town and is like, I I happen to know for a fact that someone from this town has been murdered. It's a Tom and Cruise joint, I yes. think. Oh. <laughs> and it's all, there's, there's mad panic as everyone is like, who was murdered? Um, it's called An Incident Has Occurred. Oh, Ooh. yes, that's so first, great. They're trying to figure out what was the incident that happened. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, I've got a movie here. Um, this is an animated um, Pixar feature, Call Me, um, where <laughs> it's about a fam, uh, a community of birds, and they ha- are constantly at war with the other animals that live in the forest with them. And the birds are like the aerial assault team, like version. Like they're all really great at dive bombing the other animals and taking them out, and like the forest will be ours or whatever. <laughs> and uh, they're really encroaching on the worms who are coming into their territory. And they're like, come on, you've got to do this one, son. They're like, there's a little fat one, and his name is Timothy. <laughs> like, Timothy, go down and die, Bob. Your first, you know, critter, and, like, make your parents proud. But what ends up happening, of course, is Timothy and one of the worms, like, they are become best friends, and he can't Aww. end up, like, killing him or whatever, yeah. and they find out a better way to live in the forest, which is coexisting in bird gets the worm because they understand each other yeah <laughs> he the bird gets, gets the, the worm, worm. <laughs> ah, he gets it okay Ooh, what do you got mine yeah. is a thriller Ooh, it's sort of a, a, a police thriller there's a serial killer on the loose <gasps> and so they have to figure it out but it's a quirky serial killer he only kills people wearing hats <laughs> and he kills them with their own hat Oh no. That's And twisted. so they have to figure out, and so the way they crack it is they have to figure out, they have to get in the mind of the person that is doing this. And they realize that this person grew up, their, that, that their parent was a maker of hats. Oh, a hatter. But they had a relationship with their own parent that was itself really poor. Yeah. And they, they responded to this poor relationship as they went out and became um, a serial killer of, of people who wore hats. Yeah. yeah. So it's called Haber Thrasher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wow. love that one. <laughs> but also, if you don't want to get killed by the serial killer, just, just don't, don't wear, wear a hat. hat. Well, like, that's, by the way, that's a big part of the movie is people stop wearing hats. But then oh. some people are like, I'm, they can't make me stop wearing hats. Yeah. I won't live you know. in fear. I will not Wait. live in fear. I'm I love wear it. my hat. The news is like, look, everybody, just don't, don't wear, wear hats. <laughs> Everyone's like, you can't tell you me can't what to tell do. You can't tell me what to do. News. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wear hats of knives. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, it turns out bad for them, probably. Yeah, they die. <laughs> do we want to do one do more? Wanna do you want to do one more? Yeah. Okay, let's know. pick another one. Um, all right. So this is a film about, um, a, like, we'll say that this is like a a classic, like, late high school at the start. Um, this girl and her best friend um, who, you know, they have, like, a will-they-won't-they they type tension. Yeah. Um, go to a carnival and just have, like, the best day there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, at the carnival, like, they win, you know, different stuff and all the things. Um, and one of the things that they win is, like, a t-shirt. Um, but after, like, at the end of the day, they both have, they have a really big fight, the two of them. And there's, like, a schism and they don't talk to each other for years. They go to college. Uh-huh. Um, they... 
time passes. They, you know, time passes. They both start their jobs. Um, and one day, this woman is like looking in her dresser drawer and she finds this shirt that is from that carnival. And she kind of has like a moment of nostalgia and is like, oh, I feel like I, I miss my friend. I miss, you know, obviously I have all these adult responsibilities now and I miss the feeling of just being a kid. And she puts on the shirt and she it takes her back to that day. She wakes oh, up in her body time travel on shirt. that day um, and is, tries to stop the fight from happening with her friend. But the fight happens anyway. And then, you know, she wakes up and has to put on the shirt again. And so Groundhog she does it day. again and again and again, trying to figure out um, what she can do in the past to stop this fight with her friend from happening. But obviously the answer is that she has to apologize and make amends in the present oh. in souvenir t-shirts. Yes. Oh. Yes. Part of my favorite part of this game is trying to figure out what card is your card. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. I would watch that I for feel, sure. I feel pretty good about that pitch. It's like a little bit 13 going on 30. Yeah, a, a, little little bit a little bit Groundhog Day. A little bit Groundhog Day. Yeah. All right. It's a little bit. It's all in the timing. Anybody yep. ever seen that one act? Anyway, <laughs> I saw it a hundred times in high school. <laughs> um, yes, I would like to also pitch a rom-com. All right. Um, this is about a woman who is, of course, looking for Mr. Right, but in all the wrong places. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what she does is goes to the local fair to a fortune teller, as you do in this situation, to yes. find out what she should do. And the fortune teller says, well, all you have to do is look into my crystal ball and think about what you want in a man. And she's like, well, this seems very silly, but okay. <laughs> and she does it, and she imagines. <laughs> what, what does she imagine? What does she imagine? <laughs> she imagines, like, just this rippling muscle builder, bodybuilder guy that's just, like, just ripped, just huge. And uh -huh. she's like, yes, <laughs> this is what she's into, okay? I can't comment on it. Um, and she's just like, this is what I'll find. And Boom! In front of her eyes, she turns around, and there he is. <gasps> the only problem is, he works at a Hardee's. <laughs> what? In Hardy of Mira's Marbles. <laughs> her name's Mira. <laughs> oh my goodness! The only problem is, he works at a Hardee's. Why is that a I, problem? I didn't see that turn. <laughs> That first act turn is to get No, I've alienated all the Hardee's employees. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, too, have a rom-com. Yay! Yay! Rom-com rom round. round. Okay, so it starts with our main character. Uh, there's an organization, there's a company that is doing things that he doesn't like. Yeah. So he, he's planning to protest. So he sneaks on to inside the thing so that he could try to protest from inside. But while he's there, he stumbles and he meets a girl oh, yeah. who works there, <laughs> and they start sort of having a talk, and they really get along, and he really kind of likes her. So every day he breaks into the office pretending that he works there oh because he really wants to start a relationship with her. Great. And like, but he's also trying to take down the company. Right, he's trying to take down the company. So like, there's all this tension. Like He really doesn't like the company, <laughs> uh -huh. but he really likes this girl. Yeah. And, and she thinks he works there, so he like, constantly has to, every day has to break in so he can try to pretend that he works there. <laughs> but secretly while he's there, he's also trying to you know take down the company. Yeah. And at some point, there's this big pressure of like, what do I want more, to take down the company or get, yeah. the, get the girl? Great. Um, and so it's called... Unlawful entry. <laughs> yes. Wow. Great. If you're out there, film executives, and you don't like any of these ideas, I mean, I don't Come understand on. you because these are great. What more are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Mark, it has been a delight having you on the show again. Thank yes, you so much. Having. 
And yeah. thank you for all your all, all the questions from all your people. Yeah, of course. Thank yep. you so much for answering them and for taking the time to be here again. We appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm just going to show off this sparkly oh, foil swamp. These are all, what else these we got are here? All gorgeous. Yeah. What Ooh, else? Shiny Xena squirrels. We got yeah. a, a shiny Roxy. A three-headed goblin. So have, this is from the Unlist. Yeah. I have so. two different Ooh, um, forest. galaxy foils here, which an incident has occurred, and Trust, Chief Engineer, are both galaxy foils. Oh, and love the galaxy We have foil. the uh, Pick-A-Beeble. Pick-A-Beeble, that's pick a my BB card. Yeah, so the, that's the duck game where you pick a duck. Yeah. And so he said, how can we make a, a space version? And so we had Pick-A-Beeble. 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 <laughs> if you look at it, one of the Beebles has a little star on his butt. So. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one you're looking for. Great. Uh, it is time to stop and thank our sponsor, Ultra Pro. Uh, we have here some of the excellent Unfinity accessories from Ultra Pro, including this literal perfection cat playmat. Look at how perfect it is. It is a little space cat chasing a space butterfly in space colors. What else do you want? Can you see that this cat has no flaws? <laughs> Can you see it has no flaws? It is perfect. It's literally perfect. Look at it. I've got the key art here on a binder. Yes. Um, what's her name? Myra. Myra. Yeah. Um, she runs this galactic theme park and she's featured on this Ultra Pro oh, binder. And she's great. With which is super colorful and awesome. And then I have the Space Jace Space sleeves. Jace sleeves. Space Jace. So if you're like, wow, Infinity, it's you know, it's a good time to play, but I want to celebrate how awesome it looks. It's beautiful. Ultra Pro, your place to go. Yeah, you can use our code GLHF at checkout for five percent off anything you get at Ultra Pro. Look at this cat. Like this cat, for instance. I can't get over it. I honestly. love its little collar too. It's so cute. Gosh, I wish one of my cats would wear a collar, but he gets out of it like a baby getting out of a diaper every time. Well, <laughs> I didn't know that happened. It's disturbing. <laughs> Ultra Pro. That's disturbing. <laughs> Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you once again to head designer Mark Rosewater for coming on our show again. I know. Wow, Maria, we've had like four weeks four worth weeks. of special guest episodes. Yeah, it's been so fun. You chumps are going to be stuck with just the two of us again next week. <laughs> How about that? Sucks to be you. <laughs> but you know what? After that, we maybe we'll have some special guests yeah. again. Yeah, I think we just might. We just might. Because uh, that's a service we give to you here on Good Luck High Five. Cool, awesome special guests. Yes. And it's made possible by you. Yes. Thank you once again. Eggmoji, this one was for you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks Eggy. Thank you for keeping us running. Thank you for keeping the special guests rolling. I you going to say special sauce dripping. Maria? <laughs> when would I ever say that? I don't know. That's what my brain thought you were going to say. Thank you for keeping that special sauce dripping. No. <laughs> and that special sauce is good luck high five. Oh man, we've had so much fun with our special guests. So. We really have. We really, really have. Um, what a delight. But do you know what? Next week, a little preview of what's happening at the World Championships. Oh man. Because those are just around it? the corner. The World Championship. Wow. That's in the person world. again. In person. In person. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm going to have a meltdown. We're going to be in Vegas, everybody. So if you see us there, come on over if we're yeah. not in the middle of working. To give us a high five. We would love that. Um, I am very excited to see people once again. Yeah, me too. What I mean, a thing. we'll be masked, but maybe you'll recognize us. Yes. <laughs> My mask will be very big <laughs> and very thorough. <laughs> Megan will have the most thorough mask in all it's of gonna Vegas. It's going to be a very thorough masking. <laughs> But we'll be around. We'll be around mostly over at the World Championship yeah. part of the building. But, you know, you might see us straggling around. Exactly. <laughs> the craps Hopefully table. We'll see you there. <laughs> yeah.